Welcome to the Julius Baer Moving Markets podcast on Tuesday, the 27th of February, with me, Bernadette Anderko. Today, the latest market news will be brought to us by my colleague, John T. Warris, and later, Manuel Villiers from our Next Generation Research Team will bring us up to date on the latest developments in the crypto space. So let's kick off the show with the market's news. Good morning, John T. Good morning, Bernadette. Now, John T, uh, yesterday was very light in terms of economic data, but we have seen the U.S. new home sales for January and the U.S. Dallas Fed manufacturing activity for February. Perhaps you could fill us in on the details there. Yes. So the data wasn't too encouraging, all being told. Uh, Sales of new U.S. single family homes rose less than expected in January, Bernadette, amid a sharp decline in the South. But demand for new construction is being underpinned by a persistent shortage of previously owned homes. Uh, The underwhelming number here is being attributed to the frigid winter weather, as large parts of the U.S. experienced sub-zero temperatures in January, uh, which probably stopped some potential buyers from house hunting. And the particularly cold weather also weighed on retail sales, home building and factory production in January. Uh, According to data released by the Dallas Fed, manufacturing activity in Texas weakened in February, though by considerably less than in January, as demand returned and the outlook for factories ticked up. Now, staying in the US, um, how did markets fare in yesterday's trading session? And indeed, how did they react to this uh, lackluster data? Well, the data didn't have too much impact on markets. That said, US equities were mostly lower yesterday, ending not far off their worst levels. Uh, Small caps outpaced large caps, and the S&P 500 index lost 0.4% on the day. In terms of sectors, energy and consumer discretionary stocks outperformed, but the index was dragged lower by real estate, down over 1%, and telecom and utility stocks, which both lost more than 2% yesterday. In fixed income markets, uh, US Treasuries were weaker and the yields on the two and 10-year notes rose by three basis points. The US Treasury sold a record $63 billion worth of two-year notes and $64 billion of five-year notes in bond auctions yesterday. Uh, Looking at currency markets, the US dollar index was down 0.2%. The greenback fared better versus the yen, but weaker on the euro cross. And in commodities, global benchmark rent rose yesterday above $82 a barrel, while gold steadied near a two-week high as the market waited for more clues on when the Fed will start cutting interest rates. And Bitcoin rose to the highest level since late 2021, climbing above $57,000 amid growing optimism that persistent investor demands through ETFs will drive the price back to record levels. And of course, we'll have Manuel later to give us some colour on recent developments in Bitcoin. Now, though, this week, it's all about inflation readings and the most eagerly awaited among investors will be those uh, US core prices on Thursday. But let's move to Asia now. We saw the latest inflation print out of Japan overnight, which surprised to the upside, John T. What can you tell us there? Yes, so Japanese inflation slowed less than economists had expected in January. The 2% year-on-year rise was an upside surprise where traders had seen downside risks. Uh, Markets reacted positively at first, with the Nikkei initially touching a new record peak, but has since erased those gains and is now trading flat. Also, Japan's two-year bond yield climbed to the highest level since 2011, amid growing speculation that the central bank will abandon its negative interest rate policy in the coming months, and the yen strengthens slightly on the back of those expectations too. And this comes after Deputy Governor Uchida earlier this month talked about looking at policy options after the end of negative rates. 
Traders have increased the probability of the Bank of Japan exiting its negative rate policy by April to about 81%, and that's up from 78% yesterday, according to Swap's data compiled by Bloomberg. And how are other markets faring over in Asia today? So Japan aside, Asian equities are trading mixed in rather cautious trading as investors prepare for a full slate of economic data and remarks from Fed speakers in coming days that will likely determine the outlook for interest rates. Mainland Chinese stocks have posted gains so far in today's session, led higher by tech companies with the Shenzhen Composite up 1.7%. The Hang Seng is down around 0.2% and Korean stocks are trading down more than 0.8%. Asia's equity benchmark looks to be on track to post a monthly gain driven by the rally in Japanese and Chinese markets this month. Uh, But there's still plenty of uncertainty in markets, though, over factors such as the path of potential Fed rate cuts, uh, the likelihood for more support measures from China, and whether share valuations are attractive enough to underpin further gains. So perhaps lastly, Jonti, what should investors be looking out for today? Well, we'll see some central bank action in the form of the Hungarian Central Bank today, which will be making its latest interest rate announcement. Expectations there are for a cut of 1% from its current benchmark rate of 10% as inflation continues to soften. And in terms of economic data, Bernadette, this afternoon we can look forward to German retail sales data, French unemployment, uh, French and German consumer mood data, and US durable goods sales, consumer confidence and home prices. Also grabbing attention will be the state of Michigan's Republic and Democratic presidential primaries. And elsewhere, earnings season continues with expected releases today from Aberdeen, Munich Re, Puma and eBay. And before I go, a quick look at the futures market indicates a weaker start for US equities in the red later today. And that's it from me for today, Bernadette. Great. Thanks, John, too, for this overview. It looks like we've got a lot of data to be looking forward to today. So now, as I mentioned earlier, we have uh, Manuel Villegas on the show with his weekly roundup of the crypto markets. Good morning, Manuel. Good morning, Bernard. So, Manuel, would I be right in thinking that what's driving crypto prices at the moment is this recent raft of uh, Bitcoin spot ETFs? I would agree with you completely. So, very strong inflows into the new ETFs have far offset the outflows from legacy wrappers, leading prices to levels unseen since. 2021. Net inflows into the ETFs had been approaching average daily values of 500 million for the second week of February. And they have since reverted to around 180 million as of Friday's close. Even though the last couple of trading days have marked a substantial decrease in terms of net inflows, these continue to far offset the outflows from legacy wrappers. As of now, the U.S. spot ETFs have brought in a cumulative $5.7 billion. Nonetheless, the most important factor has been that the outflow rate from the legacy products has been trending downwards. The 20-day moving average of the net flows sitting at $245 million. Demand is even more staggering when contextualized, and I think this is the most important factor, as miners can only generate an average of 930 bitcoins on a daily basis, which is equivalent to less than 50 million at yesterday's prices. This means that the average daily inflow into the ETFs across the past 20 days is roughly five times the average supply growth across the same period. That paired with the growing accumulation, where 80% of the token supply has not changed hands in over six months, 
and the low token market death, we could see the stage being set for an intensified supply squeeze. But the development of the ETF market in the US has also led to substantial advantages for investors too, hasn't it? Absolutely, it has. So implicit costs, which are normally driven by spreads, by slippage, and by tracking errors, have shrunk considerably. For the case of the ETF cohort, spreads and slippage are even lower than that of what you would see in some centralized exchanges. Looking forward, miners will play a crucial role in the Bitcoin blockchain's near-term future, with the upcoming halving expected by the 22nd of April of this year. You mentioned this halving. What's the significance of it? So the significance of this event is that the block reward will decrease from 6.25 bitcoins to 3.125 bitcoins, resulting in a deceleration of the supply's growth. As of now, the daily growth in supply roughly amounts to around 930 bitcoins, which is not enough to fulfill the ETF-driven demand. After the halving, this figure will likely shrink to around 465 bitcoins. And should ETF demand remain relatively stable, the current pressure and supply would reach aggravated levels. This would undoubtedly further dent the market depth, which amidst increased accumulation could result in an exacerbated supply squeeze. The strengthening of Bitcoin's use case as a store of value has been the episteme of the latest rally. All in all, we see a very sound fundamental backdrop for Bitcoin and believe that prices are well supported around current levels with further offside potential. Expectations of a more favorable U.S. monetary policy are likely to provide tailwinds, in particular should U.S. dollar liquidity continue to increase. That said, this fundamental backdrop is well understood and the mood in the Bitcoin market is undoubtedly bullish. And that's all from my end. Thank you, Bernadette. Thank you so much for the update today. Well, that's it for today's podcast. I hope that you enjoyed the show. Thank you all for listening. And do join me again tomorrow when Dario Messi will be on the show to brief us on the latest in the bond markets. Good luck today and goodbye for now. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast constitute marketing material and are not the result of independent financial or investment research. Please refer to www.juliasbear.com forward slash legal forward slash podcasts for further other important legal information. Beyond Markets is a weekly podcast where Julius Bear experts and external speakers discuss some of the latest market developments. They share their key research and insights on today's ever-changing economic landscape and present practical advice. Search for Beyond Markets on your favourite podcast player.